Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And tonight we're doing a 10-team uh, fantasy basketball mock draft on ESPN. I'm joined by good friend John Heffernan. You can follow him on Twitter at JK Heffernan. The link, I think, is in the description below. Uh, I'll double back and check that out. But, John, welcome to the mock draft show tonight. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. We got a lots of uh, it's fantasy, it's fantasy basketball. Like it starts on Tuesday. You know, we got a few days wow. here, and uh, I think everyone's starting to feel the fever of getting excited mm-hmm. about having basketball back. Uh, Christmas Day is going to be a really fun day. You got uh, a handful of really good games there too. Uh, but yeah, next week I think everyone's probably doing their draft prep. You know, the, over the weekend, and we have our big draft on Sunday, so a lot of things to look forward to. But we generally play in a points league. And uh, we did have a request to do a category or not. I don't know if it was our category request, but it was a 10 team league request. And we're going to do categories just to kind of reach out and try different things. And it does change your thinking a little bit here. So I kind of wanted to throw it to you and basically just like explain like to someone that's never played fantasy basketball before, like what is like the major differences in thinking in a categories league versus like a straight up points league? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, category leagues are a little more strategic, if you will. I mean, you know, in points, you're just you're just focused on a single number, as many overall fantasy points as you possibly can get. In the category league, you're trying to, you know, win as many different categories as you can. So usually, you know, you have like an eight or nine category scoring system and you need to you know win at least half of them to win your week that week so um you know i notice a lot of people will strategize in a lot of different ways some people try to go with a balanced approach trying to you know fill up and try to win every single category every single week as often as they can other people will focus on maybe five six categories to to really hammer home so you know they'll do what they call punting uh, other categories a lot of times you know you'll see this with like you know a guy who drafts a bunch of big men and wants to punt free throw percentage or you know drafts like Giannis or lebron or something and guys who are really good at filling up a stat sheet but maybe not so good at shooting free throws other times you'll see maybe a guy or gal who will want to like punt three pointers so you know, avoiding guys like Steph Curry and focusing more on guys like, you know, Andre Drummond, for example. Um, so you know, there's a little a little more nuance, a little more strategy. Um, but you know, the, 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 the crux of the game is the same, right? Just just fill your roster with as many useful basketball players Good as you players. can. And more often than not, that's going to do you well. Okay, so that's that's an interesting thought. You can actually somewhat ignore a potential category or two and then just stock up on really good players and sometimes that also like you know you're, you're looking for a type of player a specific body type of player or players with similar strength so if you feel really good about knowing a certain position or two it's okay to dive into that and uh, who knows maybe along the season you can actually kind of tinker and kind of fight back and you know build up some of your weaknesses and turn the, to, to make, basically just make like a solid all around unit but uh, for me, I've, I think I've played in a category like a long time ago. So this is kind of new for me and a little bit different thinking. So for me, I think what I'm going to do here, I have the number one pick. It looks like you have the number eight pick. I'm also going to shout out Matt Bame sitting in the fourth pick. Uh, I have a, a, a free league that we're doing with some YouTubers and some people on Twitter that I invited to. And Matt Bame is going to be in the league there too. So I'm interested to see what he does 
But for the most part here, I'm just, I'm just going to take Giannis. He's, he is the reigning two-time MVP. I know I'm getting a really high uh, field goal percentage. I'm getting rebounds. He'll chip in, you know, slightly with assists. He's going to kind of give me some some anchor points at the steals and the blocks, but it's the points, too, that really matter. So I know I'm getting a really solid guy for at least, you know, six categories here. And uh, we don't expect much from the threes or the free throw, but he, he could get a little better shooter. He could be he could get a little bit better shooter, but I'm going to go kind of light, I think, on those two uh, categories as we start here. But I'm going to take Giannis. Why not? Uh, we are, we're Bucks fans over here. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why not take Giannis. The other thing too is I think we talked about this in the other uh, mock draft shows. We we were really interested in guys with double player um, eligibility at position. So Giannis is eligible at power forward and shooting forward. That does you know kind of to me it's a pretty good value when you can get players that you can be really flexible with. So um, guys like Jokic and Doncic are such good players. And you're just locked at those positions, but uh, I value that a little bit. So. Um, you're going to be up here at eight. And then just with the category mindset here, I guess, like what's going through your mind here as you're, as you're preparing to make your first pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit on the first uh, mock draft pod that we did a, a couple of days ago, but as, as Drake pointed out really astutely on that one, um, you, you kind of, when you're at the end of the draft or even in the middle, you just, you kind of you wait to see what happens. You let the board kind of play out and, and see who falls to you. Um, when I'm doing a category draft, I'm definitely just kind of waiting to see who falls. And then, you know, I, I kind of base my build on that. So, for example, if James Harden was somehow to fall to eight, probably won't happen. But if it were somehow to happen, um, I would, you know, I, would, I, I, would, I wouldn't really be trying to punt much of anything. Maybe I'm kind of punting blocks a little bit um, and maybe punting turnovers a little bit. But overall, this guy, you know, this guy's going to fill up the statute really, really well. Whereas like if, you know, someone like, you know, if I end up going with like a Steph Curry, for example, uh, maybe I start, you know, maybe I'm focusing a little less on rebounds and, and, um, and, and, and trying to kind of hammer down the other categories. So um, we'll see what happens. I said Harden wouldn't fall and now he's only, you know, two picks away from maybe getting him. So who knows? But um, at this point, I'm just trying to get, fill as many categories as I can and take the best player possible. So Harden is is high on the wish list at eight. I mean, he's he Ooh. is the wish list. Um, People are getting nervous about Harden. Um, so I guess while we're talking about James Harden, can you sell me on James Harden? Like, if you're third or fourth, like our good friend Jesse sitting there in our draft on Sunday night, and you're a player or you're a drafter, and you know what what Harden can do, but it, it's a little risky. But maybe first, just talk about your pick here at eight first. Yeah. So this one's a tough one for me. Um, I'm going a little more risk averse, I guess you could say, but especially when you factor in like, um, you know, the percentages, you know, with like field goal percentage and free throw percentage, Kevin Durant is, is maybe the most complete guy across the category board. Cause he, you know, not only does he do all that, he does the scoring, he does the blocking, he does the stealing. I mean, he gets enough, he gets some rebounds, he gets some assists. I know the Brooklyn situation is new, but I just think Durant is so damn good. Even if he's 75, 80% of his original self, he's still probably worth a first round pick, especially in a category league. A little more nervous about him in like a straight up points league, but in a category league, Durant is, is an obvious first round pick for me. Years ago. Are you nervous at all about, I had a couple questions from people asking me, like, are you nervous about his Achilles injury and just his injury history or is that kind of 
Um, does that make anything for you there when you when you pick a guy like Kevin Durant? I'm absolutely frightened. Yeah, I, I, I definitely concerned about him. Um, but he's he's just such a freak. I, I watched that finals where against the, the Raptors and he was so banged up. I think it was coming off a knee injury at that point. It wasn't an Achilles. And obviously Achilles is a really bad one, but but he was coming off that knee injury. He he and he Kawhi is obviously the best perimeter defender in the league. And he's Durant, you you he couldn't run. He couldn't move at his normal pace. And I was just, it was so impressive watching him rain three over three over three on Kawhi. And he, I think he made like three or four of them on Kawhi before he ended up tearing his Achilles. Offensively, Durant is going to be amazing regardless. Um, but I, I definitely concern. I mean, it's, it's, it's a high risk, high reward if you're taking Durant in the first round, especially categories league. Definitely. But it looks like you backed it up with Pascal Siakam, which is a pretty fun player there, too. He's going to fill up pretty much all the stats. He's not I view Pascal as a guy that's not great in any one certain thing, but he's a he's just a solid all around player. Uh, I love his hustle. And it looks like you you backed him up there with Kevin Durant. So I like that start. Um, yeah, Siakam's a guy I like a lot more in categories leagues than yep. straight up points leagues. He just he, he does a little bit of everything. He's kind of a poor man's Durant. So. Yeah, that's what I thought of right away, too. Um, so I'm on, I'm almost on deck here. We got an auto pick guy in front of me. So <laughs> I'm up to pick here. I know I got Giannis at the start, so I'm a little bit weaker at free throw percentage and, and three pointers made. So I could take, I could choose to take a guy that compliments, you know, him and, and get even the cross categories, whether that's Bradley Beal or, um, I mean, that's really the one that sticks out the most there. But a guy that I'm kind of interested in right now is Andre Drummond. I know his free throw percentage isn't good. But again, he's got, he's got a super high field goal percentage where I'm going to, I know with Giannis and Drummond, I'm going to just get buckets, just little tiny layups and dunks. So that's going to lock that in. And then with the rebounds and the points, I know I'm kind of weak there on assists, but the, the block numbers also go up. So I think I'm going to take Drummond here and we're going to lock in that center point. Um, and then this is just another fun one for me. I think I'm not going to pass up on on Zion Williamson just because uh, you got to have some fun too. And Zion's one of the most fun and exciting young players. He could be a draft tilter. Like it wouldn't surprise us if he finishes in the top ten of most uh, you know final standings there. And then with Zion, you're also getting a guy that that's going to do pretty much everything for you. I'm just trying to look at his stats real quick. Um, so from last, just on his rookie season, and this we, we probably haven't seen his extra gears yet but uh, we know he's going to be steady in rebounds not too much in assists and steals but uh, i really like the points and this is a guy that's going to continue to play a lot so super steady points rebounds i was looking for his field goal percentage real quick where did that go uh another really solid field goal percentage guy at 58 incredible yeah incredible at field he's, goal percentage. he's not going to take dumb shots and he's going to be for the most part he's going to be dunking but when he gets hot he's a he's a streaky shooter uh, but so, yeah, right now I have three guys that are going to almost shoot 60% from the field. And I know they're going to be probably sub 70% from free throws, but I, I can find guys to shoot the bucket later. Uh, but I don't know, pretty fun start there, I think. Uh, but then you're going to be coming up here. So let me kind of just hand over the keys and you can kind of talk about what's going through your mind. Yeah, I'm so far I've kind of went the opposite of you. You're kind of focusing on some you're you're kind of focusing on trying to dominate some categories, uh rebounds, points, field goal percentage, blocks. Um I've kind of went the other way. I'm kind of spreading, you know, my success across all the categories. It's a risky proposition, but um 
guys I'm looking at right now to kind of keep that going. Uh, Bam at a bio is definitely high on my wish list, but he just went. Um, Brandon Ingram though is he's I, I I took Durant and now I'm taking all the Durant uh, prototypes. I got Siakam, I got Ingram. I think Ingram, especially as a score, reminds people of Durant so much more than Siakam does because Ingram is just much better at scoring from all levels. And he has a I think he's I mean no one's as efficient as Durant, but he's he's got some of that. So so. I've, I've really loaded up on forwards at this point. So now I need to uh, going into round four. I need to start picking up some guards. And yeah, we need to get in the assist business here soon. <laughs> so who sticks out for you? I mean, if you're looking at this point, if you're looking for strictly assists, I mean, obviously uh, a guy like D'Angelo Russell comes to mind. Chris Paul is there. Yeah, even Kyle Lowry is a pretty high assist guy. But otherwise, a guy like Drew Holiday being Bucks fans, a guy that's going to probably chip in a little bit across the board. And, uh, um, pretty good free throw shooter as well. Does he do anything for you there if he's uh, available? Absolutely. Yeah, I like Drew Holiday. Um, I I probably would try to wait a round or two on him. I, it's pretty much impossible because his ADP is so high. Um, but he's a guy that I I, I just I, he's he's a better real life basketball player than he is fantasy producer. I think in a categories league he does have a little more value because he is going to do a little bit of everything. Um, but he's, he's one of those, he's one of those, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy in sort of a fantasy world. He's an incredible actual basketball player. They got him projected for just 6.8 assists and he's playing with Giannis and Middleton and Lopez and some shooters. Like I I'm taking the over on those assists. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he pulls that off with this, a lot of success. Um, I'm having, you know, just I've kind of pigeonholed myself. I have to start looking for outside of the forward position. Uh, so one guy that uh, immediately stands out to me here is Mitchell. Um, so he's 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 not going to do as much for me on the rebounding and the blocking um, as some of the other guys have already grabbed. But he's he you know he's he's giving me a lot of good stats outside of rebounds and blocks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be coming up to pick here. Drew Holiday is starting to fall a little bit. I kind of, I still, I think what ESPN's kind of doing with his ADP right now is they're still kind of picturing him as as what he was the last couple of years with, you know, I think he was on the Pelican. So they're just kind of viewing him in that kind of role. So it's a, it, I don't think the ADP has caught up to his true actual value. He's more of like a fourth round pick. So this is where he's interesting. And I do need a starting point guard. He's also shooting guard eligible, which makes me interested there. Uh, a guy like DeMar DeRozan, though, who's shooting guard and shooting forward eligible, uh, just a really steady player. He's not going to, you know, dominate in any specific category, but I know he's putting out points, really good free throw shooter. Um, looks like he's about 49.8% from the field as well. Uh, and then he's just going to steady chip in, you know, the rebounds and, and then the assists there. So he's a guy that can just be kind of like a, a really nice anchor player. That's I just don't have to worry about every night. I know he's going to be a producer. Uh, but I guess as far as looking at, if I want to double down into this, you know, power forward, center, power forward position I'm, I'm, I'm looking at here, John Collins sticks out quite a bit. He's actually one of the better big men uh, free throw shooters, so he's kind of fun. He's going to help with the rebounds, not, but then I'm really weak at assists, so that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, so, man, Chris Paul here. Chris Paul in Phoenix. Get some of them Devin Booker dimes. Hmm. Yeah. Some Devin Dimes, some Aiden Dimes. Lots of people for him to feed this year. All right, I'll take Chris Paul. I'm going to take Chris Paul here just because uh, 
don't know. Chris Paul's a good player, and we, we just talked about it. I need the assists, so that makes a little bit of sense there for me. Uh, but, man, like, typically, if this is a points league, I'm taking John Collins here, so maybe I'm overthinking this too much. Uh, but if I'm just looking strictly at assists, like we could actually filter this and see John Wall going to probably be the best assist guy available left here. Uh, if I just filter by uh, ranking real quick, I got 20 seconds. Um, I'm a guy like Fred Van Vliet is going to be pretty solid scorer. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to double down here with D'Angelo Russell because he also plays with Carl Anthony Towns. They got some young shooters over there too. And uh, I don't know. Chris Paul, D'Angelo Russell, that's that's going to lift me up in, in assists right now, and I think I like the point guard spots here. So uh, I just want to quick check out and see what Matt Bain's been, been doing on his team here. So Team LB here, he's got Russ Westbrook, Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, and Anthony Davis. Uh, how do we? How do you like that start there for a category league? Um, team LB, right? Team LB, yeah, just, yeah, I'll zoom in on it. Yeah, no, um, I like it. I like it. I, um, I think uh, he's he's got some good balance. Um, you know, Holiday and Butler are two guys that sometimes they they just they're gonna be in the background kind of guys. They're not, you know, they're they're stars, but they, you know, they're they're just they're willing to take a backseat for the greater good of the team. So I think some weeks, you know, when those guys disappear a little more than you'd like, it's going to be a, you know, he's going to have a tough time winning games, but they're, they're studs and they're going to be studs more often than not, probably. And, and they're healthy. You know, they don't have much injury risk. It's, it's a solid team. I, I like what Bame's doing. He's not punting any categories so far. I think he's, I think he's, he's going to be competitive in this league. At the same time, Obi Toppin did go in the fourth round, so it's it's, uh, it's not hard to do, Matt. But congrats! Good night, no rules. Uh, but you're <laughs> here, so what do you got going on through your through your selection process? Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I really, I really lacked on grabbing a um, a center, and I the the best option right now is Porzingis, and he's obviously not. Mitchell Robinson, right now. Mitchell Robinson action. I think I'm going De'Aaron Fox. He's a go. guy who who underperformed a lot last year, but I need a point guard, and he's he's just a he can fill up the stat sheet um, like a lot of guards. You know, he's not going to give you a lot of blocks, but um, if he has any kind of turnaround, and, and I believe in his talent, I think he could be a really nice piece. Um, but I was also eyeing up Chris Middleton pretty hard. I was. John Wall is so interesting to me, but I already took Durant, and I just, you know, Wall and Durant is not a, a combo I, mean, I want to be yeah. Two guys coming back from major injuries. I, I just, I'm I mean, that I team. Yeah. So. But here I'm definitely going center. Um, guys that I really like are Steven Adams, Montrose Harold, Mitchell Robinson. I, uh, Harold's not a guy I've been that I've ever been that high on, but I, I, the Lakers situation this year, I've kind of talked about it a little bit with you guys in the past, Kyle, but it's just, I think, I think AD is going to rest a lot, you know, because they, you know, just, I think it was just 70 days ago or so they were playing finals games. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of availability, especially early season. And then even then when, when, when AD comes back, you know, full force, you know, in, in one or two months, whatever, whenever the Lakers decide to kind of flip the switch. Uh, AD does prefer to play center, 
or excuse me, power forward. So he wants to, you know, have a center in the game with him. And that's what he prefers. And, and they definitely make that happen for him in the regular season. So I think Harrell's going to be a pretty solid fantasy player this what's, year. What's going on with Mark Gasol? Is he just kind of a placeholder right now? Gasol's awesome, but he's just so old, you know. Yeah. He's, he's not giving you more than 20, 25 minutes a game at this point. And, he, and it's not because he's bad. It's just because his body can't hold up to it. He, he's, 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 he's a very spot-minute guy. They're going to use him, but they're just going to pick their spots with him. He's, he's, he's a Boban, Boban guy right now. I mean, you know, if, if they were able to be on the court more, they would be incredible, but they just – you know, because of their bodies and, and, and whatever. And with Gasol with his age, he just – he can't hang for the minutes he used to be able to. Right. And the Lakers also used a weird rotation of JaVale McGee and, like, Dwight Howard last year. So there's there's a lot of minutes in, in that role for a big guy. And Her- Harrell is the best, like, true center on the team, not named Anthony Davis. So I think he's going to get the lion's share of the workload there. So I do yeah. like that. Mitchell Robinson's falling a lot, though. Like, they have him as the 50th-ranked player here. We're well inside the back end of round six. So he's starting to to be an interesting guy. He's been one of the guys that I, I haven't been able to quit in the two years that I've been playing competitive fantasy basketball. And they got rid of Bobby Portis. I know Julius Randle's still there. I can't think of another big guy that's going to steal minutes from him. Uh, but he's a guy that gets in foul trouble. But for the most part, when he gets the minutes, he's getting a double-double. Um, so we just know that he's he's going to continue to pad those rebounds for me and keep building those uh, really solid numbers there. He's also his field goal percentage. He's I think he's led the NBA in field goal percentage maybe the last year and a half or so. Um, so he's kind of fun. And then his blocking category might be probably the best blocking numbers there left on the board here. So Mitchell Robinson, I know I'm pretty center heavy and big guy heavy. I'm just going to take the value. Uh, if I wanted to wait on Porzingis, it sounds like he's going to be playing early January, but probably not 100% full strength until maybe February. So if I wanted to wait, I I suppose I could. Uh, Other guys I'm looking at here is we mentioned John Wall, but I did take Chris Paul and D'Angelo Russell, so I'm a little bit heavy there. Uh, I was really hoping McCollum would fall, but Matt Bain slides in and takes (laughs) my guy that I'm looking at there. So, I mean, just kind of looking around here, I mean, we could get kind of deep down here on the list. I don't really like doing this too much down here. 11 seconds. I got to panic here. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take Porzingis. This is a, this is a punt for February. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take Porzingis and we're going to see what happens. Hopefully my league, if your league has an IR spot, it makes sense. Uh, if he's not playing the first week or two and just slide him in there, but uh, we'll, we'll see what he can do. I'll, I'll fight there. So I got, I got Drummond Robinson Porzingis. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good at the center position. So, uh, but anyways, we are just starting the seventh round here. Uh, I want to recap John's team real quick so far. Uh, at the point guard spot, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, Montrez Harrell, and Brandon Ingram. Could look for another guard here to fill in a starting spot, or otherwise at this point he can kind of do whatever he wants. He did say he wants to kind of build that center depth, so we'll probably see him do that. Uh, but I'll pass it over to you, John. And uh, what are we? What are you looking at here? Who sticks out more than the others for your for your build so far? So the guy I want the most right now, I'm gonna try to wait until my I have two picks and in, in, in six in a six pick stretch. I'm gonna try to wait on Al Al Horford. Uh, Horford is so old, but he's I think I think Oklahoma City kind of similar to Chris Paul. They're gonna try to feed him as many minutes as possible to try to um, you know get him 
to try, you know, try to increase his trade value, right? So they could pawn him off because Sam Presti, he literally like survives because he eats picks. So I think uh, I think that's someone I'm really interested in in my next pick. But right now, I think I'm going to try to grab another point guard. Um, I'm I'm a big big fan of Eric Bledsoe actually, and uh, maybe a little no Milwaukee Bucks bias, but I think Bledsoe is is criminally underrated this year. He's he's always been good in any kind of fantasy format. Um, he's not, you know, he doesn't have the best three-point percentage, but he, you know, in our league, it's three-point made, three-pointers made. That's more important. So um, he's definitely going to crank him out when he's in the game, especially because they need the spacing for Stephen Adams and especially Zion. So, and and he gets so many steals. He's decent at assists. He's decent at rebounds for a point guard. So he's a guard I, I kind of like in the mid rounds for categories. And Horford is is looking like he's going to be available, so I, that 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 would be a, a home run for me in the the sixth and seventh rounds here, or hey, look, seventh hey, and eighth rounds. Excuse me. I was going to say we have a question in the chat room from a young man named the fellow JGM saying he needs some strong offensive rebounding candidates as my league skews towards offensive rebounds. What names you got for me? And then he said he heard there was an in-house rebounding expert in the fellowship. So. He's talking straight to John, the fellow GGM. JGM, how can you help him out with offensive rebounding numbers? Oh, boy. Well, Steven Adams um, is an incredible offensive rebounder, and it might have been kind of more of a product of playing with Russell Westbrook, but even when Russell was gone, he, he still really cranked out the offensive rebounding. Um, he's a guy that I wouldn't be afraid, you know, if, if that's you get some sort of special boost for offensive rebounds, maybe reaching around for – um, if you only get a slight boost, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be reaching for him, but I would certainly be excited to have him. Um, you know, outside of that, the only guys that come to mind are the studs and that might not help as much. Um, and just, you know, kind of just kind of scroll through my list here a little bit. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I wish I had, I should have pulled, I wish I had some NBA stats up, um. Let me let me pull up the stat this NBA stats page really quick and I can give yeah. a better answer. But, but Steven Adams is is definitely if you're looking for like a mid round guy, he's not a late round guy, sadly, because of his ADP. But if you're looking for a mid round guy that's gonna just crank out offensive rebounds really well, he's he's definitely on the list. Any quick thoughts? <laughs> Any quick thoughts on Clint Capella from you? We had a couple a uh, couple comments in the chat about Clint Capella here. I don't see unless the Hawks want to go small ball and play with um, with John Collins as the center, like kind of predominantly. I don't see why um, I don't see why Capella shouldn't. He, he in my mind, I think he's going to be getting you know thirty thirty five minutes a game, and and he's you know for for all your normal center stats, he's going to be doing really good. Um, sorry, the NBA website changed up their stats page um i was just ready i'm up to pick right now i got two in a row i was ready to queue up capella and just lock down my centers because i just took porzingis who i know is not going to be 100 percent right away um so at the moment right now though i kind of want to just go best available i don't have a shooting guard or a shooting forward uh looking kind of spotty here but the player that sticks out it's Julius Randle for me, but I'm I'm really weak at the shooting guard and the shooting forward spot here. I kind of just keep looking around down here. 
Uh, I'm going to lock in Colin Sexton. This is a guy that I really like, a really young player here. I think he's in an ascending situation. He's also playing with um, with Andre Drummond, so I'm kind of getting uh, uh, the best of, uh, of that connection there on the team. And then I still have a, a, like a shooting forward spot here. I really wish Julius Randle was uh, multiple spot eligible, but he's a true power forward there. If I'm looking purely for a shooting forward, I don't tend to like to do this, especially while I have at least one more uh, utility spot here. So if I just take best player, to me, that's going to be Julius Randle. And this is a player that I'm really excited about. Um, the New York Knicks, their, 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 often, their off-season strategy last year was really bizarre. They actually took uh, a bunch of power forwards and centers and just mixed them all in there. But I mean, Bobby Portis is out of the way. Julius Randle is going to be getting the bulk of their minutes there at the power forward position. So I know I'm getting a ton of minutes along with probably their leading scorer, their their re leading rebounder outside of Robinson. So I, I like the the addition there. And I got a, I got a lot of rebounders. I've got a lot of high percentage shooters. And at this point, I'm probably just going to fill out my draft with a bunch of high upside uh, shooting guards and shooting forwards that I'll be able to kind of just rotate and, and see what I can build from there. But I kind of like uh, I built up some really good strengths there. I, I got Giannis, Drummond, Zion, Robinson, Porzingis, and Julius Randle. That's bringing some power to the party. So, uh, John, did you find anything there for us? Otherwise, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to make these two picks because uh, yep. we got a couple autos, and, but I, I got some answers for for good old Jesse. Um, I, uh, I love the question. I, I, I apologize for not being prepared with my stats up like uh, like I should be. <laughs> I'm just doing a little digging right now myself. So um... I'm going to take Josh Richardson here, though, as we kind of continue through the draft. Uh, Richardson's a guy uh, – I just kind of scrolled through his stats, and he, it, 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 he looks – besides field goal percentage, he looks like he's going to do everything reasonably well. At this point in the draft, I'm, I'm – you know, I'm kind of sticking to my original strategy unless there's a guy that really sticks out. Um, but yeah, Richardson's gonna, in, 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 including you know a couple assists, a couple rebounds, a couple steals, a couple blocks. He's gonna he's gonna get fed by Luka Doncic, so he's, he's certainly gonna get some easy shots. Uh, he's a guy I kind of like in a categories league a little more than others in this point in the draft. Um, and I'm getting another pick here pretty soon. And I'm going to do, I'm going to go with the, the Drake special here. I'm going to go with Blake Griffin. Um, I, 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 you know, I've been so, so on edge with Blake because of his injury concerns, but um, I, he's, yeah, exactly. I think that's the, the, I think this, we've gotten to a point with Blake where like so many people have like put him on their do not draft list. It's gone falling to double-digit rounds. I mean, if Blake Griffin deserves to be a mid-round pick in fantasy drafts. If you can get him anywhere round eight and later, um, he's absolutely worth the injury risk. And now for Jesse's question, um, you know, some really interesting guys who do well with, with offensive rebounds that you could get later in drafts, way later, like last, last picks of the draft, Tristan Thompson, Derek Favors. Those are two guys, um, some some mid-round guys, Jonas Valanciunas, Mitchell Robinson, Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Allen might even be a late-round guy. Uh, and certainly Steven Adams. Steven Adams is the prize of, of your offensive rebounding guys. Um, and, then, and then all your stud rebounders are also stud offensive rebounders, like Drummond, Lightside, Gobert, Sabonis. I mean, it's, it's you know – 
another another end of draft guy if you're really you know stuck on uh, offense rebounds uh, Zubak. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It took me a while, Jesse, but I got gotcha. you. Uh, we have a question from our guy Aiden here in the chat room. He's asking about thoughts on on Russell Westbrook, who we we both kind of said we like him a little bit more in in a category league versus a points league, just because he's going to stuff majorly you know the rebounds the assists and the points um and i do like his uh i don't know i just i like russell's attitude he's in a new team i think we could see the best of him but did you have any thoughts on russell westbrook while i'm up to pick here yeah russell he's his really only struggles are blocks and uh field goal percentage he's not a great shooter from three but he takes so many damn threes that he's gonna make at least a couple every game he's the best rebounding guard in the game he's possibly the best assisting guard in the game um, and I think he's going to be highly motivated this year so Westbrook's a guy that you know if you can get him in the first round end of the first round in a category league you should be very proud of yourself um, yeah he's a guy I'm very high on I don't know why but I just took Tyler Hero here in the uh, I guess the end of the 11th round I'm just trying to stat stat stuff those uh, those three pointers and some free throw percentages here and I'm up for another pick right away um, I still need a, a, a technically I still need a, sh a shooting forward here for the starting spot. Uh, Joe Inglace, no thank you. Colby White's a really fun player here. I do like Miles Bridges. This is a guy that's really solid uh, just all around here. He's not going to wow you in any category, but he's going to play a lot and he's going to kind of get those going for me. But I'm going to actually take the other Bridges here, Mikal Bridges. And uh, I, I know you kind of like Mikal quite a bit, but again, he's on a really fun, exciting uh you know, Phoenix Suns team. And just from last year, I, I, he was kind of on and off my team last year as one of my worst players, but I mean, he's ninth overall in his position rank here. He uh, really steady points, rebounds. He just kind of just stuffs everything here. It's not going to wow you, but he's going to definitely help um, solve my problem there as my, as my worst player. He's my starting shooter shooting forward, but I know I feel pretty safe with him in there. Um, I'm going to get to a couple other comments here in the, uh, in the questions here. So one of our guys says he got Blake, Griffin in the eighth round, very happy. You got him in the tenth round, so we're feeling great. Yeah, I think that eighth, ninth, tenth round is there's so little risk in that. I think it's pretty good. Uh, he also says he's got Harden, Russ, Kyrie, and Zion as his top four players. Dang, that nice. means that means one of those guys fell to the fourth round. Holy crap, um, that's fantastic news for you, sir. Um, uh, this is a good question for you, John. Does Russell Westbrook make Bradley Beal any better? What do you think on that? Oh, um, that is a really interesting question. I mean, Beal is absolutely an ascending player right now. And um, I, I think Beal has not peaked. And I think he's, you know, on, on the upward trajectory. Um, I think Westbrook, you know, has played with Durant and Durant has been super successful. He's played with Harden and Harden has been super successful. Um I, you know, with as much as, as Westbrook dominates the ball, you know, my first reaction is, oh, it's going to really stink for Bradley Beal. But Westbrook, he, 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 he doesn't take away from his, his secondary or his, his other alpha as much as you might think. So I think, I think he's, I think he's going to help. I think he's going to take attention away from Beal or attention away from the defense away from Beal. Um, I think he's a, he's a good piece. Um, Brandon Clark is who I want to take here, but I've got so many damn power forwards. I'm going to have to pivot to something else. 
I think I'm going to go with RJ Barrett. Um, he's mostly a points guy, but it, at this point in the draft, I just I could you know I could use you can always use shooting guards. There's never enough useful shooting guards in this in this game, and um, he's a guy who he's at least going to get me a lot of stats. So I'm going with him. I think this is a trade question from our guy Socks and Ham here, real quick. What do you think of Harden for Ubre, Booker, and Drogic? Harden for Ubre, Booker, and Drogic. Hmm. Booker, yeah. Um, Selling Harden to get Ubre, Devin Booker, and Drogic. Is that enough for you to sell one of the best fantasy players to get some some really good? Like Ubre and Booker are fun pieces. Drogic could have a nice uh, role playing type year too. That's interesting. I, I say I say the Harden Harden side of that trade wins. It's it's probably closer than it maybe looks on paper, but I say the Harden side of that trade wins. Keep your studs. Keep your studs. Uh, another thing. Um, yeah, I'd rather you know and you know you know how the thought process goes. Like I'd rather play Harden and two dudes you could get off the waiver wire, and you're, yeah. you, there's a chance you're going to score just as many points as Booker, Uber, and Drogets. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, although Booker is a nice player, I think he's going somewhere in the second rounds of most drafts at this point right now. Booker's um, amazing. Uber is a guy I like a lot. I mean, those three play, that's a hell of a package. It's just, I mean, um, I, I guess we tell you how much I like Harden. He's just so really all the situation there. I think if it really would, we would probably have to look at the rest of the roster to see who we're pulling up into the starter positions or, you know, how, how much are we really losing for Harden there? I guess it would really depend on the build of the team. Uh, but you got. It looks like you got uh, one of your final two picks here. Who are you looking at with this with this pick here in the thirteenth round or twelfth round? Yeah, I think I'm going with. Uh, oof, this is kind of hard. Um, I think I'm going with Kobe White. He's Ooh. you know I'm I, again not really getting a lot of other categories outside of points and assists with him. You know his percentages aren't terrible. He's going to shoot a few threes. Uh, maybe get some steals, but you know, at this point in the draft, he's 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 young, kind of like Barrett. You know, they're just young, potentially ascending talents. I I I, I take a chance at the upside at this point in the draft, and if I need to drop people, you know, pick, pick up some better performers as the season goes on, then I'm not afraid to do it. Interesting. Um, so I'm coming up here. I got two picks in a row. I'm just kind of just. I know I'm weak on threes, but I don't really want to just hand pick a guy to shoot threes. Uh, maybe in the, in the 12th and 13th round isn't going to save you either. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm just kind of just looking for any outliers at the positions right now. Mm, I mean, and there's, it's going to be really difficult to find anyone that stuffs all the stats. That's why we're looking here in the, you know, the 13th round. Uh, but just a few like favorite sleepers of mine. I have my eye just on these Toronto, these really young Toronto Raptors players here. Uh, I'm just Interested in some of the opportunity there. These guys are really low here, but OG Ananobi. And this guy, when he got opportunity for minutes last year, he played really well. He's also a really good defender, too. So he's going to fill up the points. He's going to get the rebounds. But you see these steals, like games of six and seven and three and two and one. Even had a game with four blocks once. This is a guy here that uh, I think the opportunity is going to be there. Um, I know he's lower on the list, but he's like one of my number one rules is have fun with your draft pick players you want to root for. I, I'm super interested in OG Anunobi. Um, and then another guy here, another Raptor that's also shooting guard, shooting forward eligible is Norman Powell. And he's been starting with them in the preseason. And I just, I can't quit him. I can't quit him. This dude's a scorer. Dude puts up buckets. 
And I, it's, he's going to chip in a little bit the boards, the assists, but he's also got some of the steals that you like to see there. Uh, but, man, this guy is a scoring threat. Um, I was kind of weak at the shooting guard, shooting forward position. So I'm just going to dip my toes into the Raptors position and see what sticks. Again, if I need to pivot and, and pick up some players, I, I can totally do that. So it's the last round. Have some fun with it. Um, I just want to look. Uh, you got one more final thought here on your last pick. Well, my, one final thought for your last pick. Find someone who looks at you like Kyle looks like uh, Norman Powell. I mean, I've never seen true love as, as strong as that. But uh, I'm going to take Wendell Carter Jr. here if he's available. I, I, I really, I've kind of missed out on two of the more important positions throughout the draft. I waited a long time for centers and for point guards. I think I came away okay with them. Point guards, I'm a little nervous because Horford is so old and. Who knows what the heck happens, but but you know if the wheels fall off Horford, I kind of like Wendell Carter Jr. You know having some upside, especially in a late as a late end of you know last round pick. Um, you know he, he he could he could pick up the slack if Horford's wheels fall off and and if Davis you know just totally takes over all the center minutes from Harold. Um, so those that's Ooh. what I got for you. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say there was a question here, but uh, are, we, are we nervous about the, the James Harden trade rumors or um, is it basically whatever team he goes to, he's still going to be James Harden. He's still going to uh, do what he does. Are we nervous about that at all? There are, you know, there are definitely situations that are worse for Harden than others. I, I think the Nets is one where it's like, okay, you know, Kyrie's going to need the ball. Kevin Durant's going to need the ball, but, but Harden is so good and so his offensive efficiency is so elite. I mean, he's he, he's going to get the ball. He's going to be a, a, a pot, like the main focus of the offense for a minimum of half the minutes he's out there, no matter what. Um, I think his best scenario, best scenario for him is staying in Houston, fantasy point wise. But but anything outside of that, yeah, there's a little bit of risk. But if he doesn't, if he ends as anything outside of the top fifteen, top twenty, I'd be absolutely shocked. All right, we have another interesting question here in the chat room. So I don't. I, do you have time to hang out for like another a little bit here? We got some questions rolling in. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got. I got a little more time for you. So our guy Aiden here. He said. He said that his friend messed up with the money league, and three pointers are worth five points. So he's like, "Is Westbrook worth trading for?" And then the other part of the question is, anybody I should be trying to trade for if three points are worth five points? Um, anything that and comes you to have Harden. I would keep Harden. I mean, who shoots yeah. more? Who shoots more threes than James Harden? Okay, Steph Curry. Who makes three pointers at a better clip than James Harden? Okay, Steph Curry. But outside of that, you have one player in the NBA who's a better and more efficient three point shooter than Harden. I, Harden is Harden is on track to Harden and Curry are on track to end their careers number one and two in three pointers made, and it's it's not even close in NBA history, mind you. I mean, NBA history. They're going to absolutely shatter Ray Allen's three-point shooting records. Curry's already getting pretty damn close. Harden is nipping on his heels, especially with the Curry injury last year. Um, no one should. If you have if you have some sort of boost for three-pointers, Curry's number one and Harden's number two. And and if you factor in all the other stats that Harden accrues for you, you still might want Harden number one. Right. Uh, and then the, the one guy here that's probably not going to be like on people's draft list, but it's Davis Bertans. I mean, he might even be a guy that's just available on the waiver wire if you play in a shallow, shallow league. But uh, you see here, he ranked fourth in three-pointers made per game last year with 
Duncan Robinson, also another guy to keep an eye on there. Uh, I'm just kind of pulling up the list here. Uh, we've both kind of talked about Bogdan Bogdanovich with the Atlanta Hawks. He could be a sneaky guy there. He he only made 2.7 last year, so he's a little bit lower on the list, but I'd be willing to, to, to bet that he's probably in that three that three range this year. Uh, but I guess if if there's – it's because it's going to be hard to pull off a trade here, uh, whether that's – I mean, D'Angelo Russell could be a guy that you want to target. I do like Devontae. Look at number 10. Look at number 10, Kyle. What is What stands out about row 10 compared to all the other uh, A guy with a big C next to his name. Um, yep. His name is uh, Carl with a K, Anthony Towns. Um, so this guy, all of a sudden, this guy, maybe that's your trade target, Aiden. Carl yeah, absolutely. Yes, you look at the positions here, you don't see another C for miles. This is a desert over here. Um, Seriously. Not, not, yeah, even in the top 50, not even in the top 50. He might be one of the most important centers in that league. And it's a 20-person yeah. league, he says. Whew. Yeah, uh, if you if you could figure out a way to get Harden without – excuse me, if you could figure out a way to get Cat without trading Harden, you, you, you maybe never lose another game, Aiden. <laughs> Okay, so that definitely sticks out. I guess as far as other guys that could potentially um, be kind of fun, a guy like C.J. McCollum's you know, a poor Dame Lillard version there, so that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has, he has Nikola Besuvic, Andre Drummond trying to ship one of those out. So if yeah, if you could move one, if you could move Drummond for Carl Anthony Towns in a in a five point three point league, um, that that's kind of fun. I think. Uh, is, is it Vucevic or Vucevic? Vucevic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, and Vucevic is better yeah. than most centers too. So if, I would definitely, if I were you, I would I would package Drummond and, and one of your, you know, one or two of your mid-tier players. I mean, you, you might, you might, like I said, you, you're probably not going to lose a game as long as Cat and Harden stay healthy. Okay, so I think I think we found the solution there. Swap Drummond for Carl Anthony Towns and then just give up a middle, kind of middle-range player there. So that's kind of fun. So when you say it's a 20 person, does that mean 20, like 20 teams or is your roster 20 people deep? That's kind of whew, a 20 team league in NBA. That'd be kind of, that'd be wild. We'll get there. Give us a couple of years. We'll get there. Um, I guess while we're just looking at categories, this is kind of fun to pull up here. So we do see Harden, Lillard, Buddy Heald, Davis Bertans, and Duncan Robinson. You would assume Steph Curry is going to crash this top five uh, this this season here in terms of uh, free throw percentage, if this is this is one of the common non nine categories that you mentioned here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a guy like Devin Booker is also going to hit some some threes there for you. Chris Middleton, uh, who else sticks out? Bojan Bogdanovich, sneaky devil, a little Bojan over here. Uh, Lillard at ten. I mean, because you got to factor in the volume with your percentage categories too. So like. You know, if you have a guy who shoots like Mitchell Robinson, for example, yeah, maybe he makes, you know, 60 plus 65 plus percent of his field goals, but he only takes, you know, 10, 11 a game. You, if you pair him with Russell Westbrook, for example, who makes like 45% of his field goals, but takes like almost 20, 25 shots a game. Just a slight bump. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're not going to get as much bang for your buck from Mitchell. So you gotta, you gotta mix the volume of attempts with the percentage. So guys like, um, so here's here's your percentages, and then you, your your volume. The highest volume here on the list would be John John Collins, who shoots almost 15 shots a game, but he's still 58. percent So that's kind of a decent value. But then you have a guy like Giannis, who shoots the ball 20 times a game, and that's your 55. So that guy's going to be an anchor for you in that category. Um, so that feels pretty good here. But I guess in terms of three point 
um, three-point percentage. This should have been – yes, this was George Hill, but he's only going to shoot three a game. So, like, a guy like J.J. Redick. Seth, I'm Seth Curry, in his new role with Boston, could that be something? Um, Philly. Philly. Philly, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, but Philly, man, they need they need some three-point shooters on that team. I think he could be a sneaky guy for a three-point league. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. That's something to kind of keep an eye on there. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if his volume goes goes up eight, eight a game. I mean, my goodness, they're gonna need they need all the shooting they can get for Philly. Wow. So yeah, that Seth Seth Curry for Philadelphia, he sticks out as a guy that you could potentially even buy low on. No one's gonna be like, I got the wrong Curry. You can have him. Um, so hopefully that uh, <laughs> helps there. Uh, just in terms of blocks, some of the best block leaders, Hassan Whiteside. I'm super. I don't know what to do with Hassan Whiteside being in Sacramento because I'm a huge. Um, what's his name? Rashawn Holmes fan. I had Rashawn Holmes last year. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm not sure how the, the power forward center starting dynamic is going to be. I think Holmes has been starting for, for them in the preseason here, but Whiteside's a good player. Like what, is, like what are your just quick thoughts on Hassan Whiteside? Cause he's kind of a value in drafts right now. Yeah. Where, where he's falling in those mid rounds. I mean, especially if you're doing a category league and you're trying to, you know, f- dominate points and, and or rebounds and, and, and also field goal percentage. I mean, he, he puts up a reasonable volume. He has incredible shooting percentages. Um, I think he's an absolute beast um, for mid rounds. If you need centers and point leagues in mid rounds, he's, he's not a bad pick. I, I, I definitely wouldn't expect him to match his, his averages from last season, but um, I mean, he's, if he gets on the, if he gets 20, 25 minutes a game, he's going to get you, eight to 10 rebounds and one and a half to two blocks. And that's, you know, that might be all you need. If that's what you're looking for, he's the guy for you. Um, so Aiden got back to us here. How about cat for Drummond? looks like bowl bowl. I don't know what new player notes a, but it looks like Alex Caruso. I mean, is are bowl bowl and Caruso going to do anything? Uh, I think that's a win for us, right? Yeah, I mean, if you if you if if they would take that deal, I would run with it. I, 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 I if I was the owner of Cat, I probably wouldn't take it. But I mean, hopefully they're not listening to this podcast. So if, if you can get that deal, Aiden, that would be incredible. I, I, Bull Bull and Caruso are they're just they're fringe guys at best. Caruso is he's one of those better in real life than he is in fantasy kind of guys. Um, and even then, he's not really a stud in real life. Something interesting that just popped up while I was looking at this, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this tonight because I did take Kristaps Porzingis in a mock this morning, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got to talk to John about this because this is a guy who, if he's healthy, like where would he be going, like in mock drafts right now? Yeah, I mean he's a he's a third, fourth rounder in in most leagues, regardless of you know straight up points or categories, if he's healthy. Um, if you have an IR slot, I mean, honestly, even fifth round, sixth round, I wouldn't be afraid uh, to to take a chance on Chris Stapps. I mean, no, there's there's few big men in the league who have a who have a guy setting the table for them as good as Luka Doncic is at right. setting the table for his his teammates. Especially, you know, the Chris Stapps Luka pick and roll is is one of the more dangerous. You know, it might even be the most dangerous pick and roll in the league because of Chris Stapps shooting efficiency and and, and proficiency. So. I, I like him a lot, and if you have an IR slot, I like him even more. 
And the reason why I asked about Porzingis was because he popped up when I was filtering for blocks. He's going to shoot threes. So if Aiden's looking for another three guy, that could be a buy low because he's hurt right now. And from all the injury reports that I've seen with Porzingis is he's going to be a slow, steady, you know, uh, ramp up the conditioning throughout January. But I, I would assume by mid-February, especially March, which is when you're making your playoff run, you're going to get Porzingis back at full strength. And uh, that could be. It could be a lot of fun at the moment right now in a 10 team league. He's probably a sixth round pick. Um, so it is kind of a high opportunity cost, but if you build your team around knowing, Hey, I'm taking Porzingis. Uh, but for me, the way I, I built this, this draft here is I took Porzingis pretty high, but I was able to also secure some other power forwards and centers to kind of hold the weight there and just see what yeah. happens when, you know, give him enough time, built in some time for Porzingis to get in his groove. Um, so that was kind of a fun uh, little spot there, but, uh, I don't know. What's uh, any other things you want to discuss tonight, John? We kind of just did a categories mock. I'm doing a mock draft tomorrow morning with Drake. I'm, I'm curious if Drake's listening tonight. What's going on, Drake? Hope you're having a good evening. Uh, but yeah. tomorrow night we're doing, or tomorrow morning, we're, I think we're just doing a, a 12 team. Um, maybe I think I was supposed to do the categories draft with him, but I think we might just end up doing a 12 team head to head points league tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. But, he, uh, he's going to demand. He's going to demand a category draft. He he he's been itching to do one. Okay. Um, but uh, you know something that just jumps out on this on what we're looking at right now on this on this page, Brandon Clark, who I'm really really high on, and Christian Wood, who I think at this point seems to be everyone's darling. But um, you know when we start by field goal percentage, these guys are dudes who potentially not only you know were really successful last season but might be in the mix to get even more touches even more shots uh, this this upcoming season and um brandon clark especially i look at that three-point percentage yeah maybe it's not super sexy but um you know it, who knows what the hell he's been working on because they weren't in the bubble so oh no they were in the bubble so you know but either way i mean he's 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 had a little bit of an off season who knows if he's been working on his threes obviously he's got a great a great shooting touch um and his three-point percentage was solid last year he's a guy who fills up the stat sheet outside of those scoring and shooting metrics you know if you look at the rebounds if you look at the look at some of the blocks um he gets a couple steals he doesn't really turn the ball over that much brandon clark's a guy i think could be really really interesting this year and like i was saying on a different pod we had a couple weeks ago or maybe i think it was two weeks ago i think there's a chance he could steal jaron jackson's spot mm -hmm. just by you know just by taking just being very successful early in the season while jaron jackson is out uh, aiden says he's working on getting kp right now so that could be kind of fun <laughs> But while we're looking at this, this this popped up. I didn't know John Collins, Bootsy John Collins here, shoots this many threes at 40% clip. 3.6 a game makes 1.4. That's that's a sneaky that's a sneaky big man three three point shooter right there. He's not going to shoot a lot, but uh, he's making almost a uh, one and a half per game there. So that's kind of a fun thing to keep an eye on. John Collins, power forward for Atlanta, um, and then. I did want to shout out. I've been getting a lot of Christian Wood questions. My guy in the chat room, who's in, who's going to be in my free league? That's uh, Yifan Ping. He uh, he was talking to me about Christian Wood earlier tonight. So uh, we're we're Bucks fans. We've he's the one that got away. Uh, I don't know if we would have had the money to keep him around, anyways. But uh, I, he's a guy we were rooting for. Um, Houston man, Houston, Houston. If if Harden sticks around. They have a really fun nucleus of players there with John Wall, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins added to it. Did I miss anybody else there? 
Um, no one fantasy relevant, and I mean, you know, you have Daniel House, PJ Tucker, but those are more like role player glue guy types. Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon, actually, depending on your your league, um, really efficient shooter should get a lot more touches this year with the loss of Westbrook. Um, Wall's going to score, but Wall's never. I mean, I just don't think he's going to dominate the ball like Westbrook did. Um, definitely think a guy like Eric Gordon could see a lot more touches and a lot more opportunities in, in the offense this year in Houston. And if Harden goes, my goodness, I think Eric Gordon is the the main beneficiary in terms of, you know, offensive volume, depending on who they get back in a Harden trade. Right. Um, and then I guess I did have one more question from you because I got asked this question earlier tonight myself. Players after like the top 180p, like who are some, who are some of John's guys that like, he just, who are your Norman Powell's who can't you quit, you know, guys that you just want to have on your team just because they, they feel good and you want to root for them. Yeah. Uh, Owen Obi, OG, OG, Owen Obi. OG, you on the OG, OG strain? Big, big, big fan of the OG strain. He was the guy I took in my, in our, in our league and our draft. He was my last round pick last year. I have this habit of getting guys one year before they, they kind of pop off. Um, but, uh, but really like OG, he's, he's just, especially in the category league, he's so much more valuable in the category league. He should not be, he shouldn't, his ADP should not be outside of the top 100 in the category league, but I think it is. So it's, uh, that's a guy you can get with confidence in your last couple rounds. And especially if you're in a category league, he's going to eat, uh, Wendell Carter, um, his injuries have kind of, you know, made people a little nervous and, and for good reason, but, uh, Wendell Carter's a guy, he may be hovering closer to a hundred, but, um, he's, he's a guy I like a lot. Um, I just saw, um, Josh, uh, Josh Richardson down there. I think if you scroll down a little more, my, I hope if my eyes didn't see this is a hard list. Yeah, here. my goodness. I, 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 he's, he's he, with, 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 with um with Porzingis out, he's the number two player in that offense. Or, and even when Porzingis comes back, he's still the number two guard wing, you know, scorer in this offense. He's had so much success when he was in Miami. Obviously, Philly was a weird situation last year. He's a good shooter, but he wasn't enough, you know, he wasn't enough to space the floor. But now he's with Doncic, now he's with Porzingis. These guys are already great shooters. They're kind of the exact opposite of the Philly situation with the point guard and center that can't shoot. Whereas in Dallas, they're pretty much, you know, maybe even the best shooters at their position. So Richardson, I think, is going to fit in like a glove in that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's he's going to be a perfect complement to Luca. He's a guy like um, Alfred Payton. He, he's kind of a poor man's Lowry at 134. Uh, my goodness. He's, he's a guy I really, really like. Category two? Give me some of that. Yeah, absolutely. He gets you steals. He gets you assists. He's, he's going to get enough minutes to score. I know New York is kind of a, you know, a crapshoot in terms of who's going to be on the courts, but I think they haven't built a good roster and they haven't really drafted too well. Obi Toppin is good, but he's, they already have so many power forwards, so many big guys. Obi Toppin is not competing with Alfred Payton for minutes. Um, Markel Fultz is a guy I like. RJ Barrett's a guy I like. Um, Sure. Those are those are some of the the deeper sleepers, I guess. Uh, Bobby Portis is a guy I keep kind of shouting from the rooftops about. I just, I really, you know, I, I, again, and I maybe have my Bucks colored glasses on, but 
Um, I just, I don't, you know, the Bucks lost Robin Lopez. They lost Arsani Leosova. They lost a lot of their big guys in the off season. I just think Bobby Portis is, is going to come in and get a lot of, a lot of minutes. He, he can back up Giannis at the power forward. He can back up Brooke Lopez at the center. He can play with either one of those really, really easily. Uh, he, you know, he, he just kind of fits like a glove wherever they need him. Uh, he's a guy I like a lot if you, in the last, last pick of the draft, if you need a big guy. Those are those are some of my 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 top guys off the off the dome for the outside of the top 100. That's perfect, and we're going on just about an hour here. I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. We just got one more thought here from Aiden. So he traded away, or he traded for Kevin Herter earlier for Cole Anthony tonight. I don't know too much more of, about Cole Anthony. I'll let you take that one. But we like Kevin Herter for threes. That's a pretty good player for a three point league. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially given your your league settings, Aiden. I mean, I think that was a a, a, a really good deal. Um, you know, your your league sounds pretty pretty intense, but but I think you've you've upgraded there. And and I don't I, I didn't follow Cole Anthony too well. I know he played at a big, you know, power program, but uh, North Carolina. But um, I I don't know if he's a great shooter, but but given your league stats or your league settings, and given what I know that Kevin Herter absolutely can put threes down in the NBA, uh, I've seen him do it multiple times. I think that was a very very astute deal for you. And then we were were kind of talking about this uh, on the side. I can't remember what day it was, but we were just kind of wondering about what can rookies really do this year with an accelerated off season. They've literally been with their teams for maybe three or four weeks. Um, so you might not even see steady, you know, like fantasy rosterable production from a lot of the rookies until later in the season. So I think the move here for getting a veteran, like three point, like this is what Kevin Herter does. Like he shoots threes and, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's what he makes his money on. So I like, that's a really good move there for you, Hayden. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed hundred percent. But, uh, I don't know. This was fun. I'm going to be doing another mock draft tomorrow morning with Drake. Uh, I want to thank John for hanging out tonight. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at uh, it's, it's JK Heffernan. Uh, I think the links in the, I think I copied it in the bio below, but I'll double check and put that in there. So uh, follow John on Twitter. You can follow me of course at the fellow KGB and thank you guys so much for watching our video. We had a lot of fun uh, questions in the chat room tonight. Uh, so have a good rest of your evening. We'll see you guys in another video. Peace. Peace everybody.